Welcome to the Tag Republic podcast, a weekly chat with Carolina Guzik about all things marketing. Some episodes are short tips that you can implement in your business right away, while others are in-depth conversations with industry leaders. Whether you're a new photographer searching for some knowledge or an established professional with years of experience, Carolina offers fresh and innovative advice that can help you transform your photography business. This episode is sponsored by The Art of Pinning, a self-paced Pinterest class for wedding and lifestyle photographers. If you are having a hard time driving traffic into your website or SEO is overwhelming you or the people that are visiting your website are not the kind of visitors, aka they're not converting into clients, then this class is for you. You can find more information at www.thetalkrepublic.com forward slash Pinterest or just follow the link in the notes. Now, enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Talk Republic. I am Carolina Gusik, your host, and today we have an amazing guest all the way from Michigan to the way of Hawaii. Angie Nelson, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm happy to have you here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is going to be good. I think so. I think it's going to be a really, really good thing. Today, we're going to be talking about motherhood. And for all of you that have been listening to this podcast, you're going to be like, mm, Carolina, you have no kids. You have a dog. What are you going to talk about? So literally, I'm just going to take the backseat here. <laughs> I just have questions to ask. But before we even jump into the conversation, Angie, tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us what you do. Yeah, so I am a wedding photographer and uh, I live in Maui, Hawaii. I lived there for 12 years and I, um, of course, I own my wedding business, Angela Nelson Photography. I have a proposal business called Engaged on Maui where we help guides and girls propose and we plan it. And I have a team of photographers. And then I also um, am dipping my toes into the educational realm and I, um, we are launching a business course on August 17th called um, all method, no madness business as an adventure with my partner, Dave Moss, uh, teaching photographers how to make money being photographers. <laughs> so Great class. really needs. Yes. A hundred percent. And we have Dave Moss on the podcast a couple of episodes ago, and I met you air quotes because we have literally never met a person <laughs> yeah. but through your Facebook group, which I think that you add so much value and you guys show up constantly to do really great lives. So for all of you that are listening, please go to their Facebook group. I want to link obviously all this in the notes, but that's how I was like, oh my God, they're fantastic. They need to come to the podcast <laughs> and talk about stuff that I know nothing about, like being on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's just jump into kind of like the meat of this conversation. Let's talk about parenthood and running a business, not only motherhood, because there's also dads at home taking care of kids and running a business. This is a very dense topic. And as I said, I have no kids and I'm always exhausted. So I don't even know how you guys do it. Uh, my laundry is always behind. So again, I don't know how people with little people do this. And I all kudos to you. So well, first of all, how many kids do you have, if I might ask? Yeah, I have two children. So I have two daughters, um, Evelyn, who is four, and Claire, that is six months. Oh, you have, oh, oh, you have a baby. I have a baby, <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, why not have like a, like film a whole educational course and 
you know, come out of the pandemic with, with a baby. That's fine. <laughs> Everything will be fine. So I think that you ran over a cheaper. <laughs> um, I, sometimes I think I'm a little crazy. Yes. <laughs> wow. So you, you told us that you have three businesses, right? You have mm-hmm. your wedding business, your elopement business, your educational business. And on top of that, you literally have a baby and a, and a, and a little one that requires a lot of attention. I know the word balance is completely useless here, Garbage. but, uh, how do you manage to, to garbage word all of this? (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't manage to do all of this. And I think that's one of the big fallacies that's out there is, Oh, you know, you must have great, great balance and you you can do everything. I can't do everything. We have an in-home nanny that comes three days a week. Um, she helps with Claire. She watches Claire while I do all my meetings and everything. She does the laundry. Um, she does the dishes. She cleans the house while Claire is napping. And then of course is like playing with her while she's awake. Um, I have a very, very supportive husband and he helps with a lot of things. I often feel that, um, you know, everyone, everyone always expects that the mother is doing everything. I always wonder like, are men ever asked the question, how do you balance everything? Like they're never really asked that. It's always the mother. Um, so I, I'm going to say yes. guilty because I have yeah. a sister that has three kids and I'm always kind of like, but what are you doing? She was like, you mm. never ask what my husband is doing. And then I feel bad. And I'm like, Ooh, I should be yeah. a fem. I'm supposed to be a feminist. Well, I'm not asking this questions, yeah. but I think it's like <laughs> engraving the brain. I think oh, it's like it society. Is. Yeah. We have to rewire our brains for this. I mean, even when I, when I had, um, when I had Evelyn, I, I'd go out and people were like by myself, people like, Oh, is Anthony babysitting tonight? No, he's parenting tonight. <laughs> like that's part of his what life. in the world? <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so, it's such a strange thing. Um, so that's said, you know, I, I have the in-home nanny. I have um, Anthony, who is very supportive and helps. And, um, you know, like right now he's taking both of the girls. So then that way I can have a full day of work um, because it's been really hard to harmonize my life here while I'm, I'm not in Maui right now. Right. I'm in, I'm in Michigan uh, for, for a month during the summer. Um, but a few things I've learned along the way, which is um, setting good boundaries Okay. For business. So do you mind diving into this a little bit? Yeah, go for, let's go for it. Let's dive Tell in. Me I'm, all about I'm ready it. to dive into all <laughs> the things. Um, so boundaries are really good. Um, I have my phone go to do not disturb starting at like 6:45 every evening. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, like if other things are going on in my life, I can turn it off, but it automatically sets at 6:45. So then that way my phone isn't dinging and um pulling me away from dinner time, bath time, bedtime, because all that stuff is really important. Um, I also don't have email notifications go to my phone. Love it. Um, so that's not going off all the time. The only thing that's going to ding my phone is text messages. That's it. Um, so kind of getting rid of that noise. Um, I Now, being a wedding photographer in Hawaii is different than on the mainland because I rarely work weekends. Oh, it's kind hotel. Of yeah. So it's all destination weddings. Right. And so like, why not get married on a Tuesday? Mm, I love <laughs> um, that. Usually venues charge more for weekends anyway. And so if they're all their friends and family are coming from all over the world for a few days to enjoy their wedding, like why it not do it? It doesn't matter what day. It doesn't matter what day. Um, so thankfully that makes weekends like, like our sacred family time. 
and um, I don't I don't do um, I, I don't do portraits anymore. But when mm-hmm. I was doing portraits, I absolutely don't do them on the weekends. Um, I'm sorry if you're a weekend warrior and you're coming from California and you only have Saturday, Sunday, I guess we're not going to be a good fit for this um, because I'm not going to work on the weekends. That's my time with my family. I think for even for people that are that have no children, for me, boundaries in my own business are extremely important. Like mm-hmm. I do, I mean, obviously in Miami, all the weddings are on the weekends and I tried only to take about 20 weddings per year. I don't, that's my boundary. I'm like, I don't want to work anymore because I need some weekends to be with my family. <laughs> I do portraits, but if people want to do them on the weekend, I charge more money. So obviously when you, you know, when you charge more money, people suddenly everybody's available on a Wednesday. No big deal. Yeah. People are like, oh, you charge more on the weekend. Make this happen on a Tuesday. No big deal. So those are really good things for like anybody to like stick to that. And I feel like sometimes as artists, we let kind of like a little bit of the guilt, you know, take over and be like, oh, but it's my business and, and you know, I, I need to accommodate everybody. Well, you need to accommodate yourself first, I would say, right? Am, am I being selfish here? No. <laughs> oh, no, it's true. And, um, you know, about like your, your higher prices on the weekends. I'm really happy you brought this up because I, I think that, I think people lose sight oftentimes in their business that like, if you don't want to be available on Saturdays, you can have a higher price on Saturdays. You don't even have to explain yourself. A hundred percent. I don't explain myself. No, no. And and if people want to know, tell them it is, it is because that is my family time. And if I'm going to leave my family, there's a higher, there's a higher premium on that. Right. I think putting those kind of boundaries in place is is a great way to protect your personal time, your mental health, all those sorts of things. I, when I was in college, I ran a coffee shop and um, the guy who owned the coffee shop used to be like a regional manager of Wendy's. Mm Mm-hmm. And, um, he talked about how the, the thing that they, they hated doing at Wendy's apparently was like giving an extra side of nacho cheese. The nacho cheese machine was always breaking. Um, it's messy. Um, people were always just coming up and wanting more and more and more extra nacho cheese. And so what they did was they upped the price of the nacho cheese to like, it was like $3 for this teeny tiny little side of nacho cheese. And suddenly everyone was really thinking, mm. like, do I really want that? Because $3 seems a lot. Like 50 cents, no problem. But $3 for a little cup of cheese, now people were thinking. And that lesson has always stuck with me. <laughs> like if there's something that's really going to push you outside of your boundary and outside of what you normally do, charge a premium for it because people will change their tune if they're not really looking just, you know, to spend that much. They're like, oh, well, uh-huh. yeah, maybe I can, I can do a portrait session on a Wednesday. Maybe we can, I can take I, a half a day off work, you know? I'm telling you, like, every single client, I mean, 90% of my clients now suddenly, no trouble, no nothing. They're like, oh, sure, we can do this on a Wednesday. I've been doing this for 10 years. I'm like, and this is something that I just changed in the past year. I'm like, why did I, di- why did I do this for nine years of my life? Like, this is ridiculous. And I just can't imagine as a mom, because even for me, it's hard to leave my, my, my husband on the weekend. I'm like, this is our time. Like, why am I doing this? So I just can't even imagine like leaving your little ones. And as you said, maybe you even have to hire help to help you. So now you have to hire somebody for the weekend. So why not make this a premium? Literally, if somebody wants to get it. Yes. Yes, 100%. I hope awesome. that people listening out there, I hope this is resonating with you. Um, you can charge whatever you want. 
<laughs> I love that. Also, like, it, yeah. it, I mean, it is, it is what it is. It's your price. Right. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So we have boundaries. What's the second thing that you have? Hmm. Um, this is something I'm actually, I'm still struggling with, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is, um, capping how much you take okay and leaving space for things that come up okay and this was less of an issue when I was it was just me and my husband and my dog that was it (laughs) but now um I'm having to be really really mindful of how many weddings I'm taking which I've always been relatively mindful of this but um just knowing that things are going to come up last minute I mean, a kid's going to get sick or, um, oh shoot, we forgot that's a holiday and preschool's closed. So now we got to go get Eddie, you know, like that's, things are going to come up and I need to leave space in my calendar for flexibility because of children, because of, um, my friend's birthday party or, you know, whatever it is, there has to be flexibility. You can't hyper schedule every single minute. I've tried that. It's overwhelming and awful. Don't do that. (laughs) Um, and then another thing too, I know I'm kind of bouncing around, but uh, it was it was Rakita Henderson who talked about juggling, okay. and I'm sure she got it from somebody else. But this was just such a great way to visualize this. So when you are a parent and you own a business, and you have maybe even not a parent, you just have a million things that you're juggling. You have all these balls up in the air. You have to figure out what ball is okay to drop because a ball is going to drop. If you think that a ball isn't going to drop, you're living in a fantasy world and we can't help you. (laughs) A ball is going to drop. So you got to figure out which ones are glass and which ones are rubber, what's going to bounce, what's going to be okay if it gets kicked underneath the TV console for two weeks. Like you got to figure out what balls are worth keeping in the air and keeping your eye on. I just, I I thought that was so genius. (laughs) I love that. So let me ask you something here, talking about dropping, you know, balls. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you have a schedule and elopement, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is perfect. It's on a Tuesday afternoon. That day, your baby wakes up with a 101 fever. Mm -hmm. Really scary. Mm -hmm. Which drop gets, which ball gets dropped in here? What's happening in here? Right. So, I mean, my husband can stay with my daughter (laughs) while while I go shoot the elopement. Mm -hmm. If he was off island or something like that, um, luckily we have a really tight-knit network of photographers. I would get someone to go shoot it for me. Okay. And they would still get my whole experience, uh, except for it won't be me on the day of. And that's and that's that because my children have to come first. Like if it's an emergency, now if they got a stuffy nose, they can stay with Auntie. It's okay. <laughs> but if if it's a, you know they need to be in the hospital or whatever it is, we, you got to find someone to to help you out. That is a mental note that I took. Um... I said, you know, if something were to happen, because I was like, so, like, I, like I like to run a very tight ship, right, on my mm-hmm. business, and I'm like, I need to be present at all times. And then one day I was like, this is important, but this is not brain surgery important. This okay. is not, you know, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. Nobody's gonna die if I don't show up. <laughs> yeah. So, listen, worst comes to worst. As I said, you know, you have a night like a tight group of people that can support you mm-hmm. and let's say that nobody can support you that day. That's what you have a contract. And the worst that could happen is you just have to reimburse. Yes. It's uncomfortable. 
you don't want to go there, but that's yeah. why we have also contracts, not only to protect the clients, but also to protect us in case of yes. a major emergency. Yes. I, uh, back in 2018, I got Campylobacter, which is like, you get it from eating undercooked chicken. And I'd gotten it from this like Simon place on another Island that I won't mention. But anyway, <laughs> um, I started just running really high fevers. Like I got up to like 103, um, which is high for me. Cause I usually run on the cooler side and I had a wedding. So I, like they admitted me to the hospital on early, early, early in the morning on Thursday. I think it was a Thursday morning. Uh, like one o'clock in the morning. They're like, okay, we're going to admit you. We don't know what's going on. Um, we can't get your fever to come down. You can't keep any food down. <laughs> I remember um, sitting up in the bed asking the nurse, do you think I'll get out of here by Friday morning so I can shoot my wedding on Friday evening? Oh, imagine she, having that is stress to your life. That, that was in 2018. So Eddie at that time was, um, she was like just about to turn one. Anyway, I just remember the nurse looking at me and she's like, Ange, do I need to commit you to the psych ward too? Girl, she's like, girl, there's no way. I'm hoping to get you out of here by the end of the weekend. That, like, there's no way that you, you're going to be able to do this. You're going to have to figure something else out. Um, so I reached out to, uh, of course, the couple and the coordinator and I was like, listen, this is what's going on, but we're going to find someone to shoot this wedding for you. And so one of my friends stepped up and she did it and I was able to edit it and all that. They had a, you know, a great experience. It was all good, but like the number one thing I was worried about when I was in the hospital and sick and we didn't know what was wrong with me was if I was going to get out by Friday morning so I could shoot a wedding Friday. Like, Come on. That's insane. And, and I love, I mean, I laugh, but it, there's this meme of like literally like that person like dead. And then it's like waking up from being dead. Like, Oh, I have to edit this photos. Like, yes. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> and yes. we need to, there is a lot happening in here that I think that, I think that it's super important that we take our business so seriously, but at some point, like we, if 2020 has taught us anything is like mental health and we need oh, to yes. literally put ourselves first. I mean, without obviously, you know, within, I'm not saying like, just, you know, get rid no, of it, everything just for the right. sake of it, but you know, like priorities. Right. And as you said, your family, especially if you have little kids, they always should come first in my mind. I don't know. I don't yes. have any children. I'm just talking here. Out of yes. <laughs> no, they, they absolutely should come first. And, you know, like I've had days where I am, I'm like, I'm editing all day and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just to the end. I'm just doing the, like the last minute, um, you know, touch-ups in, in Photoshop before I'm uploading to my pick time gallery. And here comes Eddie in from school and she wants to show me this picture. And I just have to be like, I'll write down on a sticky note, like this is where I left off. I know I'm on a really good roll, but I got to put it down because I want to listen to her about her day at school. I want her to tell me about, you know, whatever the heck it is she drew on this piece of paper <laughs> and look really interested about it. Right. Um, but you know, as soon as, as soon as she comes home from school, like I'm, I'm clocked out, I'm going to go watch her swing on the swings. I'm going to hold Claire. Maybe I'm going to have a little glass of wine if I had a hard day. Uh, but you know, I, I want to be present for my kids and I don't want my my children just to think that I worked the entire time. So important. Kids. Yeah. Things yeah. that perhaps we, I mean, again, I'm talking just as an aunt, you know, the experience that I have had with my nieces and nephews, we think that maybe they don't notice, right? They're like, oh, they're little, they don't notice that. But I think they do notice all that. And also at the same time, you're there editing photos. And as I said before, yes, this is important, but 
even if you your delivery day is two days later, in the big picture of life, this is going to mean absolutely nothing. But yes. kind of like not paying attention to your kid, that could really mean something, you know, in the big yes. picture of life. <laughs> 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's a slow progression over time, too. It's like, it's not like one day I was like, okay, I'm going to redo everything. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put down these boundaries. I'm going to silence my phone and um, this is what I'm doing from here on out. And then, you know, we all lived happily ever after. <laughs> it is a, it is a slow progression from I'm working all the time with no boundaries and, you know, to hell with it because I don't have any children and I don't have any responsibilities and to like where I am now, you, you have to like slowly set up those boundaries. It's, a, it's not a, um, you know, a zero to 60 thing. It's a very slow progression. And, you know, you have to give yourself grace too, because you're going to mess this up. You're going to mess this up a lot. Um, so, you know, figuring out that, you know, like when, when Eddie comes home from school, I'm done. That, that has to be done. Um, figuring that out took a few times of failing. It took a few times of mommy, you're not listening. (laughs) Yes, you're right. I am not listening. Let me, let me turn off my computer and leave my office. And then I am going to listen to you. And then I will play your games with you or whatever it is that you want. Um, yeah, there's a lot of messing up that comes with parenthood. And I don't think that's talked about often enough. <laughs> I think there is, it's, it seems very, I mean, again, when I'm looking at this from like the outside, it seems very romanticized that it's always going to be perfect, that you're going to uh, always yeah. show up for your kids, that you're always going to make a meal and your kids are going to listen and you're not going to lose it. And as an aunt that I don't have to spend 24 seven with my nieces and nephews, I fail at all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, uh, yeah, as I said, it's constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. We're constantly messing up. Um, you know, like my daughter went through this awful, awful sleep regression right before Claire was born. I mean, she was waking up like seven times a night. Um, I was like super pregnant and uncomfortable, but I still had to, you know, meetings to attend and all this sort of a thing. And I, I had to, I had to figure out how to prioritize myself and my wellness before mm. I was prioritizing my businesses. Um, because when you're like eight months pregnant, very uncomfortably eight months pregnant, and you have uh, you know, a three and a half year old who's waking up seven, eight times a night. Um, and then you're trying to do business work. Like your brain just is not firing the way it's supposed to be firing. And I was so mentally and physically exhausted that I was starting to like my, you know, like that eye twitch that you get when you start to get teeth. Mm, yes. So, <laughs> like I had them in both eyes. Um, and I had to like really take a step back and be like, I need to take like four days off and just sleep and eat well. And, you know, mentally prepare myself for every evening, which is a shit show of just go to sleep. I don't need to hold your hand to go to sleep. Just go to sleep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like prioritizing your, your health is, is huge up in there too. Um, you know, even talking about what's relevant right now is um, Simone Biles mm-hmm. and all that going on. I'm really proud of that girl. Oh, me too. <laughs> I'm like a hundred percent support her. Like, yeah, she's had so much going on and then to step back because she's like, this will break me. I know my limits. And like on a national international stage to do that, I think is 
huge and just a great lesson for all of us. Oh, a hundred percent. She's literally at the top. It's literally <laughs> the Olympics. This is literally like a huge deal. <laughs> and she, she has the courage to step back and say, no, it's not worth it. It's and I think what a lesson to, to, I mean, obviously to listen to that and to the bravery and also so vulnerable to be like, it is what it is. Some of you might be disappointed, but at the end of the day, I don't care what a stranger say about me. My life is my life and I'm going to take care of myself. Yeah, she's so, 24. Exactly. She's 24. I, I admire all that, but I also, yeah. right? Like, as you said, she is doing this at the Olympics. This is like her, her dream, you know, of her life. But now taking kind of like that into our business and a wedding and all that, you need to prioritize yourself always. As we were talking about earlier, yes. like this is, an, this is an important event in somebody's life, but life will continue and you need to yes. also take care of yourself. Because again, we, we've heard this many times. You can, you can pour from an empty cup. Am I saying this right? right? Yes. Yeah, like, yeah, you have to fill your cup before you fill others. Yep, exactly. You mentioned something about grace, which I really love because it's something that I've been learning, you know, to give grace to myself and to mm-hmm. others all the time. And as you said, it's also not easy to sometimes, mm-hmm. something that we need to learn. It's like a rewire because I also think that, especially like growing up, you know, in the 80s and 90s, this was something that wasn't taught to us, like give yourself grace or just like stop crying or <laughs> yes yeah (laughs) some tough love that now I'm just like okay learning to to allow myself to be like it's fine doesn't have to be perfect then it's fine yeah yeah I'm I mean I still struggle with the grace thing but I've gotten I've gotten better at it Um, I think that the the level I hold myself to is higher than the level my friends and family hold myself to my clients hold me to um my children for sure hold me to, you know, like Eddie and I'll get in a little squabble. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, less than that, she's moved on. She's moved on to the next thing. And I'm the one that's still stuck. And I have to give myself grace and let it go so I can move forward. Um, there's no point in making yourself a whipping boy. Mm. I, mean, I don't know if that's a terrible term. Maybe that's a <laughs> term to use. Um, but, I, you know, I, I went out to dinner with a friend the other day, right? I come back to Michigan once, maybe twice a year. And, um, she was struggling because someone at work, um, really embarrassed her in front of a patient. Um, and she, she, she's a physical therapy assistant and there was some sort of um, equipment that she needed to use with this client, but she had never really used it before. She only read about it in theory, but they told her she had to do it. So then she did it. And then she got reprimanded because it wasn't quite right, right in front of the, right in front of the uh, Mm. patient. And, she kept going back and forth in her head about how, how she did it wrong. And, you know, like how, um, you know, that, that was really dumb of her and she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have done, she shouldn't have done it. She should have asked more questions and um, how awful it was that this girl talked to her in front of that patient. She was just piling all this stuff on top of herself. And I was like, listen, yeah, that woman was super mean to you. And she should not have said that in front of the patient, but like she has moved on. She has moved on from this. You are the only person who's remembering this. And like it's, it was keeping her awake at night. And I was like, where's your grace for yourself? What if I told you this story? If I told you this story, what would you say to me? You'd be like, Angela, let it go. Let it go. Move forward. This wasn't your fault. They should not have put you on a machine that you were not familiar with. Um, and so often in our life, we're just not 
giving ourselves grace, ourselves grace to mess up, to um, like actually be a part of like a journey, right? Mm-hmm. We always see just the destination. <laughs> like we are all on these journeys and we're refining ourselves as we go along these journeys. Um, you know, sometimes you're going to stumble, sometimes you're going to fall, but you know, the point is you're getting from point A to point B, <laughs> hopefully as gracefully as you can. And if, and if you don't get there gracefully, that's okay too. That's all right too. I love that you mentioned the story of your friend because, you know, she, she was giving this machine that she didn't know how to use. And I feel like for motherhood or parenthood in general, that's actually what happened. You're here yeah. living your life, having all the fun in the world, no responsibilities. And then now you have another human that you need to take care of. And I know in practice, like in theory, we, we all know what to do, right? We all have had yes. like siblings or cousins or something like that. But I think it's completely different when it's here. Like now yeah. it's happened. It's your responsibility. So again, as you said, you're learning. And I guess as parenthood happens, again, I have no children, so I can't speak really on this, but it's like, mm-hmm. I believe that is something that you constantly learning the process. I don't think that you will ever finish learning how to be a mom. Am no. I wrong? What I'm saying? No. It's funny. My dad always used to say, well, you didn't come out with a manual. <laughs> and I would like scoff at that when I was kid. Like, but now I'm like, oh my God, he's right. <laughs> they don't come with a manual. And, um, you know, like m- my oldest is so vastly different from me. She is, um, she is so emotional about everything. Um, <laughs> she, right now she's covered in head to toe in band-aids. And we like walked through the number door and my, my mom was like, oh my gosh, what happened? And I'm like, <laughs> roll my eyes in the background, like nothing nothing happened. There's literally not a single abrasion under any of those band-aids, but turns out that like a one cent band-aid fixes a lot of problems. There you go. You didn't get to do what you got to do. It hurts. I need a band-aid. Okay, here you go. Like, I just, I don't want to fight about it anymore. Um, but she, you know, she challenges me so much because she's, she's wired completely different than I am. And I have to figure out how to, I mean, how, how do I nurture who she is as a human and not lose my shit along the way? <laughs> because I am not, I'm not emotionally driven. I'm just not. Um, and I, I'm very logical about a lot of things. I'm probably too pragmatic about some stuff, but um, this girl is just, she's pure, she's a Gemini and pure emotion. Um, and she is here to teach me <laughs> patience and um, maybe, maybe how to be more connected to my emotional self. I don't know. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still figuring it out. And it, it, it's funny. Cause I, you talk to other parents too. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, I was the, I was the perfect parent until I had kids. Oh, of course. It's so easy yeah. to give advice when you have no oh. kids. <laughs> Believe oh, me, my yeah. sister loves that from me. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it's, it's one of those, like, I, I understand like when I go out to eat and if a kid has an iPad, I'm like, I see you, I get it. Because sometimes you just want to have an adult conversation and you want, <laughs> you want them to just tune out for a second. I get it. Cause you're tired. Um, sometimes you have to weigh out like what's worth the fight and what isn't. Oh, That's so also what's this topic, like picking your fights. Oh yes. Oh yes. Okay. Let's bring this back let's, to, yeah, let's bring to, 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 um, this about business and parenthood, picking your fight. Yes. Let's do picking your fights. Um, so picking your fights with like I, in our business as an adventure group, somebody uh, had just posted like these people paid their retainer and then their balance was due. Like, you know, like I think his was like a couple of weeks before the wedding. 
Um, and they just informed me one week out that they're canceling their wedding. And it's only a one I saw week. That post. And he's like, he's like, I'm mad and I want to go after him for the money because I can't rebook this date now. Yes, that's this is why we have contracts in place. Yes, if you want to take that contract and say, listen, sorry that things didn't work out, but you still owe me money. I mean, you can, but you really have to think, is this going to be worth my time? Not only that, I think that sometimes we need to think, are we holding on to this just because, I don't want to say ego, but just like, you know, just just, because this is the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And are you going to get the result that you want? Or are you just going to go down down a rabbit hole that is going to exhaust you and give you none of what you want? Yes, exactly. That's exactly how I feel about that. Um, Sometimes you got to pick and choose your battles. And I've always said, like, at the end of the day, I have to sleep at night. I have to sleep at night. So like when the 2020 pandemic rolled around, um, you know, here I am suddenly like our, our income is cut in half and, um, I, nobody can even come into Hawaii. <laughs> like that Obviously nothing is going to happen for me on wedding wise. And, you know, I had some people who wanted, you know, full on refunds. And I had to think to myself, like, is it worth the fight for these people? Um, can they just reschedule? Um, I ended up having like phone conversations with all of them. And I only had, I had two people completely outright cancel and I still held on to their retainers, but we're just using it as a credit in the future for Mm -hmm. portrait sessions and anything that's left over from the portrait session, they can put into product and, you know, we're going to, we're going to make it work. So everybody wins. Um, but I could have just been like, nope, it's non-transferable. It's wedding only. Um, sorry, should have read the contract. Like that, that's not a good default, guys. <laughs> sorry, could have read the contract. I get it. Like they should have. Yes, they should have read the contract. I always joke about that scene in The Little Mermaid when Ariel signs Ursula's contract. And then she's like, oh no, my voice is gone forever. And I'm like, well, freaking duh. Did you read the contract? I mean, you should have read the contract. Um, <laughs> so, you know, like everyone should, they should be reading the contract, but nobody does. So you like, you really just have to kind of weigh out what works for you, what helps you sleep um, and, and just go from there. It has to be a gut check. And I'm assuming bringing this back to like parenthood again, you, you have to pick your battles. As you said, like, am I going to let my kid now watch five hours of Netflix while I edit? Maybe today. That's what we're going to roll today. This is the battle that I'm choosing today. And that's it. Yep. Yep. Completely. I mean, we had, um, we had a little COVID scare at our our school and uh, so they closed the school for, it was just two days when Anthony was off Island. Well, Yep, I guess we're we're watching some Netflix. Like I, I, I have I have stuff to do, and then you know, and calls that I had, I just I explained to you know my coaching clients and my like I, I think I was skyping with a bride that day too. I was just like, listen, um, my four year old is here, so or well at the time, I think she was three. But anyway, I have a young in here, <laughs> so um, you know, her school got canceled because so she she might interrupt us because this is real life. I just kind of figure like if they if they're not okay with that, probably just shouldn't have hired me as your probably coach yeah because this is real life. Like we, as you said, like we give ourselves a lot of like 
I don't want to sound rude, but like a lot of importance when in reality it's not that important. I remember mm -hmm. I had my niece, uh, she was little, like about seven years old, and she had come to stay some uh, the, the holidays with us, like for vacation. And I had to go to a venue to do a walkthrough. I kid you not, I could not sleep the day before. I'm like, I'm going to show up to this venue with a seven-year-old. They're going to think I'm a class. I don't even know what kind of story I made in my mind that was completely mm -hmm. Like I showed up with her, they were like happy to see her. They give her cookies. Yes. It was amazing. And I was just like, I lost hours of my life worrying about nonsense. Yeah. yeah. I, I like to think that most people are good. Most <laughs> people are flexible. Um, you know, people ask me all the time, how does it travel on an airplane with kids? Because I, I like, I came to Michigan. It's 12 hours from Maui to Michigan with a four-year-old and a six-month-old. And I'm like, literally, I just, I put it out into the universe, like, send me all the kind people and the the helpers. I just need the helpers. And on both flights, I had families adopt me <laughs> and be like, let me carry things for you. We will help set up your stroller. Do you need anything else? We'll hold the baby if you need to go to the bathroom. Like, very, very nice. So um, there, there's good people out there. And I think we have to, when it comes to like our business and balancing, harmonizing our family stuff, like most people are going to understand. And maybe you don't so. want to work with them if they don't understand, you know, like I have, I have no time for people who don't have compassion. I have no time. <laughs> I feel also that you're not requesting anything outrageous. It's not like, Hey, I'm bringing my brand new baby to your wedding. And like, I don't think right. we're talking about things like that. And even if that was the case, well, we're going to make it work. It is what it is. <laughs> yes. so. Yeah. Well, and you know, like I, I shot my first wedding I mean, with Eddie, I, I shot it at five weeks postpartum after a C-section, which is crazy. And I don't recommend that to anybody, but I had photographed their proposal. And like, these were like my people. I loved them. Um, so I told them like, listen, you know, I'll be five weeks out at a C-section. Um, I'm going to have to pump. It was only five hours. Thank God. I said, I'm going to have to pump in the middle of the day, but I have a second shooter there. Um, she's going to make sure that everything is taken care of. I'm going to do it during cocktail hour. Um, just so you know, like you guys are completely taken care of. Um, I just will need like a 15, 20 minute break. So that way I can pump. And they were like, Oh, no problem. They sent me like a gift off of my registry, you know, like mm. they had no problem. They trusted me that I was going to have it taken care of. So then that way, um, you know, that I can take 20 minutes. It's fine. But, but I love the story. I mean, first of all, working with people that are kind, obviously always a priority. And as you yeah. said, what you put out in the universe and what you put out in your branding and all that is going to attract, I believe, that kind of people. Mm -hmm. Two, this is your priority. Like you need to pump. It is what it is, but you brought some help that is like you were covering all the bases. But in this moment, you prioritize yourself and, you know, your health and your family and all that. And I think this is really, really important because although I've never heard any story like, like this, but I can imagine that at some point there is a woman that has just, you know, given birth, now putting herself in pain or maybe in a dangerous situation because like, oh, I have to be present for my couples and then I don't know get right. like milk packed up or who knows how that works oh again I, it is I, painful I, <laughs> <laughs> like, yes like, it's painful if you, if you don't um if you don't pump so yeah I mean you gotta you gotta when, when it comes to like right after postpartum I mean I had a few friends reach out to me who were like look I'm like I'm pregnant you're one of the first people I'm telling but what I'm really contacting you about is I am concerned because I have some weddings. Mm, of course. I have some weddings. Um, so, you know, my advice to them is always like, one, look how far out it is from your day. If it's within the first, 
is within the first six weeks, I really suggest that you bless and release, (laughs) give them back all of their money ahead of time. Find somebody else who has a style like yours. If they're available, like hook them up, make it super easy for them. Um, Like, listen, you know, I, I'm pregnant. I'm not going to be able to do your wedding, but this person has a style just like me and they're available. Um, you know, here's their information. Maybe even I've CC'd them on this email. So then that way you guys can just be right in contact. I'm going to refund you all of your money. Um, so if it's within the first six weeks, tell like bless and release. If it is, uh, if it's after that and you're unsure, like just make sure that your clients know and set the expectations for, yes, I'm going to have to step away to pump. Um, I'm going to have an extra person there to carry all of my stuff because, you know, my body's still going to be recovering. Most people, 99% of the people are going to be like, oh, thank you so much for telling me. Like, yes, I trust you. It'll be fine. 100%. Just be prepared. Just, just preparation. I think it's always a key yeah. and communication. Yeah. I mean, that. I mean, that's business one-on-one anyway, right? It's setting all of the expectations like, I always think it's funny when, um, I don't think it's funny, but when people are, um, I just, how do you, how do you get people to leave you alone after a wedding? And like, they're like hounding me for images. Mm. And I'm like, well, how many times did you tell them what the turnaround was for the images? Like if it was once at the time of booking, they have already forgotten because they are busy people. And I have an automated email that goes out at 8am the morning after their wedding, telling them again, what to expect. And they've heard it like three or four times during our whole booking process. This is what to expect. So then that way they're not breathing down my throat. That way I'm not getting Facebook messages or text messages. I always think that's so strange. I never have clients text me. I've never had clients do that to me. And when I come across people that they're like, oh my God, how do you do it? Well, as you said, one communication and two, I'm like super clear on on my communication because I feel like this is like a like a gray line that some people walk right let's say for example you shoot the wedding and the weekend you know the, the week after they're like hey we can't wait to see our photos and instead of you replying nicely obviously saying like oh yes I'm super excited to show you they're gonna be ready this date mm-hmm. people kind of like beat around the bush like oh yeah I'm editing them you'll you'll have them soon tell them, tell them exactly what it is instead of like, you know, going around because if you just kind of like leaving open for them, obviously they're going to come back in five days and ask again. Of course. <laughs> I would, I would too. Me oh, wow. too. <laughs> I would actually push you, be like, oh my God, do you have anything ready now? Like I would push you. Like if you don't give me like a straight answer, mm-hmm. I want to try to get what I want to get out of this. Yes. Well, when I got married in 2009, which was like ages ago, but um, I'm not even going to tell you when I got married, if you think 2009 was ages ago. (laughs) Um, But I I remember my, my photographer saying, oh, you know, like you'll have your photos um, within three months. I'm like, okay. Of course, there's like no social media at that point. Um, or I guess, I guess there's maybe Facebook. Yeah, there was Facebook at that point, but it wasn't a business. It wasn't thing. used for business back then. No. So I'm just like, I'm waiting and waiting and waiting. And I'm not seeing any photos. I'm seeing any photos. I waited till like three months to the date. And I sent her an email. I'm like, hey, so like, where are our photos? She's like, oh, I'm working on them. They'll be done soon. You can just check back on my blog. So like, cut to me like obsessively <laughs> refreshing my blog. <laughs> Or her blog, like, hello, hello, are my pictures here? Are my pictures here? Instead, what she could have done is like, hey, you know, I'm a little bit behind in my queue. Um, it will absolutely be done by this date. I will email you when your sneak peeks are up on the blog. Like, just 
managing client expectations we need to do another another episode about this because i think that's where people get stuck a little bit because i feel like there is that fear of like oh my client is going to be upset at me and i'm like well it is because you're not being clear so at some point they're going to get annoyed (laughs) yes yes absolutely like deadlines are really important i even think um communicating to them like what you will and what you won't retouch i think Mm -hmm. is a big one um you know, like the, the medium in which they're going to get their images. Uh, if you have stipulations on how big that they can print them, they need to know that like upfront. Um, there's, there's a lot of different things. There's oh, we definitely need to get to this topic for another episode because I think yes. that's major, but let's kind of like bring it down here to, you know, to kind of like this uh, uh, <laughs> motherhood, parenthood situation. Yes. If you could have you mentioned really good things. You mentioned boundaries. You mentioned grace. You mentioned mm-hmm. uh, pick your battles. Yes. Is there any final tip that you want to share with any parent out there that is listening to this? Um, if you're not outsourcing, you need to outsource. <laughs> good. You need to look in your business and see what things that you can let go. Um, you can't do it all. I'm going to say this again. You cannot do it all that not only goes for parenthood, but it also goes for running your business. So, um, you know, I use the image salon for outsourcing anything that you see on my blog or my Instagram. This, these are things that I have edited myself. This has my special sauce touch on it, but it is not a good use of my time to edit 70 images from the ceremony that are just like, copy paste of my presets with mm-hmm. some tweaking, right? Like I can teach somebody else how to do that. Um, same thing with like, you know, if you're not good at social media, outsource your social media, things that you don't want to do in your business or are causing you stress, outsource it. And it, it will be worth it. You're going to have to, this is what I said to my friend who, um, you know, who had a baby and she called me, Oh my God, what do I do? I'm like, your profit margins are going to dip. Mm -hmm. Just be ready for that because you're going to have to hire like you know, for her postpartum wedding, like you're gonna have to hire an assistant. It's going to be less profit, right? Um, when you start outsourcing, it's going to be less profit. Just be prepared for that. So you have to figure out ways to make more money on the back end. That's a whole nother podcast, but you know, albums, wall art, we're, that we're sort of a we're thing. We're here on to three other episodes that we have to right? record. <laughs> right? um, but, but you, you're going to, you're going to make less money per wedding because you have less time and you have to buy back your time and it's just it is what it is and you need to accept for for what it is and then you need to rebuild what you want your business to be from the ground up there you go that's there it is that's it (laughs) you heard it here first (laughs) yeah angie what are you currently loving what am i currently loving yes does it have to be business related oh um, well, I'm currently loving, because I'm in the Midwest right now, I'm eating all of like my, my favorite comfort foods. My body isn't loving it so much, but my taste buds sure are. Um, ah, gosh. I'm currently loving spending a Midwest summer with my daughters, That's like right sweet. now in this moment, watching my daughter Eddie light up when there's fireflies, because we just, we don't have them. Or swimming in fresh water and being like, mom, it's not salty. Uh, <laughs> things like this are just 
they're it's it's really lovely to watch them have time with their um their grandparents so that's something i'm loving right now awesome uh what could people find you Oh, they can find me on Instagram, uh, several different places. So my wedding is Angela Nelson photo. Um, my proposal business where I'm more in the entrepreneurial role, right. Um, mm-hmm. but where we plan propose, where we plan proposals and photograph them. That's engaged on Maui, all one word on Instagram. And then of course, business stuff, which I love business as an adventure on Instagram. And I know, as you mentioned at the beginning of this episode, that you are going to be launching a new mm-hmm. class. So do you want to give us a little sneak peek of what this uh, course is? Yes. Yeah. So this is an end-to-end course that is teaching photographers how to be profitable in their business. So that way they can take back their time. Um, it's a 90-day course. There is so much content in this course. Uh, we're working on the workbook right now, putting the finishing touches on it. The workbook's going to be like, I swear, 150 pages. Um, we've everything. It is a dense topic, so it is. Uh, it's, it, everything that Dave and I have learned in our, you know, 10 plus years in the industry, separately. Um, everything from like logos and colors straight through like up sales and passive income. We're covering everything. So um, if you're looking for a way to reimagine your business, how to make more money, have more time, this is going to be the perfect avenue for you to do so. Is this going to be a self-paced class or is actually like a, like a, like a thing that I need to show up to like literally the class? Yeah, there's three different ways to do it. Okay. So there's a self-driven course. Mm-hmm. So then that way uh, they, you buy the course, you get the workbook, you can just do it at your own pace. Uh, we recommend the second tier, which is uh, group coaching with the course. So you still do the course on your own time. Um, and then we have Zoom calls. You got the support system. Oh, yes. And so we can answer questions. Uh, you can learn with classmates. This is like research shows. This is the best way to learn. I love I it. Yes. I used to be a high school English teacher. I know <laughs> this is the best way. Um, and then our top tier is individual coaching along with the course. Oh, fantastic. Three so different ways to do it. Yes. Love it. And where we can, uh, where we could, where we could find this uh, information for this class. Businessassinadventure.com uh, is where you can find all of the information. And uh, we're actually our, our five day, you can sign up for our, um, our five day marketing boot camp that we're going to be kicking off the course with um, on the website, businessassinadventure.com. Awesome. I want to make sure to add a link to all this, obviously, on the show notes. Angie, thank you so much for doing this. I know you're a busy mom and a busy woman and a busy entrepreneur. So thank you so much for uh, crafting the time to do this. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Well, thank you so much for having me. This was lovely. Awesome. <laughs> and as I said, we're going to have to do some more episodes about some other fantastic topics. So for sure, we'll do this again. Guys, for all of you that listen all the way to the end, thank you so much. Remember just to screenshot this, share it, tag us on your Instagram stories. And I'll catch you next week with another amazing guest. Until then, bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. For more info about marketing tips for photographers and show notes, please visit thetogrepublic.com. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to iTunes and leave us a review. Want even more? Join our marketing community group. Just search for The Tog Republic Group on Facebook. Until next week. 